here. Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Stacy and I went out on an adventure this weekend. We did our first press for at Comic Con, and it was in Huntington. Stacy, please tell everybody a little bit about the uh, initial experience of us going to Comic Con. So this was the Huntington Comic and Toy Convention. This was our second year doing the Huntington Comic and Toy Convention. Um, it was our first year going as any type of press, social media, influencers, uh, podcasting related type thing, which was a, a big difference in the two, I think. Yeah, it is a big difference in um. This Comic-Con is it kind of feeds off of the Lexington Comic-Con. Right. They're ran by the same people. And um, overall, to me, it was a pretty good experience. We got a lot of different interviews. And um, what your listeners will get to hear uh, in this episode, basically, will be the actual live, um, somewhat edited, because I took out a few ums and this and that. But you're getting pretty much the raw two-day event. Right. So basically what we did is um, if you've never been to a comic convention or toy convention or anything like that, um, you have your celebrity guests, um, which are lined up against the wall. Uh, if you're a, a guest coming in, um, you're going to have to pay to meet them, to greet them, to get their autograph, all that stuff, which if you were, you've been to comic cons and conventions, that's nothing new to you. Um, it kind of just gives you a feel for the land. And in the center of the location are your vendors, which are your comic book sellers, your toy sellers, um, your writers, your illustrators, uh, your just anybody that wants to be there basically yeah. whatever you want to create if you do stuff at home they had some cups and t-shirts makers little random stuff like that so what we did is we we didn't do a whole lot of interaction with the celebrity guest because you know they're they're already out there the name's already out there we're not saying they're not important but you know, we're just wanting to shine the spotlight in a couple different areas. Yeah, definitely agree with that. And um, another thing that I like that I found out about comic books is, you know, we know writers and all of that stuff, but there's people that actually color the comics called colorist. And we met three different colorists because they were they would they would shop around everybody's comic book in different things or independent comic books and they would and this colorist had done major work for like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we've seen different stuff like that and I never knew what a colorist was until this comic-con right and so kind of piggybacking off of that it's nice to see where how you don't necessarily see how everything works, but you get a big piece of it when you go to these type of things, because you see the person that, oh, hey, I'm going to write the words. And then he'll speak out, and oh yeah, this person here, which is right around the corner, he drew this up for me. And then this person here, you know, they're our publisher and we have a whole group of people and they were very happy to speak highly on everybody that participated in creating the comic book 
Yeah, I like that kind of network. It's a shame if that network is not in other places because that would make uh, content creation amazing if we had that many people to collaborate in that kind of form. So to wrap this up real quick, because this is just a little short intro until we get into the the episode, I want to thank you guys for listening. And I hope that you all attend some type of toying convention this summer. Right. Yes. Um, and then I guess a roundabout, cause you know, I'm, I'm a little bit everywhere. So we just stepped up to them, spoke to them a little bit. You're going to see their social media handles. If they have them in the bottom. Um, if we happen to miss anybody along the way, please feel free to either give us a call and leave us a voicemail on, um, the phone number is 304-462-9721. That is our official West Virginia and Commonplace telephone number. Once again, that is 304-462-9721. And then you can also email us, send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. You know, if if we missed you, if you're out there listening and we spoke with you and if we had any type of um, spelling errors, um, any, anything like that, just please reach out to us so that way we can get it corrected. You'll also notice um, a little increase in different type of advertisement on our Instagram. We're going to try to feature some of these vendors um, at least every day. If they have a social media out there somewhere, we're going to take some screenshots and so that way you guys can look at and pull directly into their area to follow up on their work. All right. And once again, this is JR and Stacy. We are West Virginia and Commonplace, and we hope you enjoy. Um, this is JR reporting live from uh, Huntington Comic Con. We are here in the midst of uh, a bunch of vendors, uh, comic book collectors, uh, toys, and then uh, celebrities that are here. Kevin Conroy is here already. Uh, quite a few other individuals that will be here. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Um, we're about to go in and actually start meeting with uh, the vendors here, uh, pass out a few cards, check and see, uh, you know, different things about them. A little, got a little nervous jitter, carrying a little too much with me, but uh, we'll definitely uh, keep going through this, and we're going to get some nice interviews for you guys today, so uh, stay tuned. This is JR from Western Virginia Commonplace, and I have with me... Al Richardson, Big Al Comics. Big Al Comics, so where are y'all based out of? Uh, Brooke, Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, what are y'all doing here today? Hopefully selling a bunch of stuff. What's, <laughs> what's uh, your favorite thing that you have in your collection here? Uh, favorite book? or Your favorite book, item? Uh, pro- uh, I like the Perella art, so okay. pro- Perella art, anything Perella art, I, I love it. Alright, and uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm, I'm not really on it yet. Are you not? <laughs> Okay, well, um, how can people contact you and, and find out how to, to get... To I'm, uh, my Facebook page is on Albert, uh, Albert Richardson III, so you can get on there and find me somehow All right. on Facebook. That's about... And um, anything else exciting going on after this Comic-Con? Um, I, I don't do a whole lot. I do like maybe three a year, so... Okay. I just do it for a hobby kind of deal. Car? <laughs> so you have a whole store and everything's going to I don't have a store. Okay. I just do okay. this and then sell. Okay. I sell a little bit, you know, here and there and do small shows and okay. travel. Do it for travel and fun. And you have your merchandise or these items up on your Facebook page, you said? Uh, no, you, yeah. can get, oh, okay. you can get a hold of me on my Facebook Okay, page. so basically if anybody's looking for anything, 
comic visits, some comic book related, some pops. Um, got some nice late art back there. They can just reach out to you and see what you got. Yeah. All right. And once again, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming out to the Comic Con and showing all the great stuff here at the convention. Hi, it's me again, uh, JR from West Virginia Comic Place. I have with me today from All Shot Comics and more, Travis Foley. And uh, what are you doing here today, and what are you offering to the audience? I'm selling lots of uh, dollar comics. I got a lot of keys, and I'm selling some toys too. Okay, and whereabouts are you from? I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke? Oh my God, I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. That's okay. Crazy. Okay. I grew up in Lynchburg, so right, I went fine. to I went to LU. So. All right, LU. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I live actually live on County Mountain. So, what is your most prized possession that you have up here today? Well, uh, gosh, that would uh, have to be the first appearance of Black Cat. Whoa, Spider Man. Yes, Spider Man. Oh my Lord. So, how long have you been collecting comics? Since I was 11. All right, and what is your favorite thing about coming to the comic box? Uh, just talking with the people, uh, basically seeing some kids' eyes, you know, just light up when they get that favorite character that they've been looking for, you know. So Okay, and what does the future hold for you outside of this Comic-Con? Where will you be popping up next, and how can people get in touch with you on social media? Well, I am on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, you just look up Longshot Comics and more, and you should see my smiling face. <laughs> okay. And you said something about keys, like... What do you mean by that as a person that doesn't okay. know a whole lot? <laughs> so a keys are usually those higher priced, oh, usually okay. Uh, okay. comics, uh, first appearances, okay. you know, okay. special things that happen in a story arc that everybody's looking for. I started like, late in life learning all this stuff. Okay, <laughs> like, like Amazing Spider-Man 194 is the first okay. appearance of the Black Cat. Okay. Uh, 121 of Amazing is the death of Gwen Stacy, things okay. like that so okay. are keys. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for Longshot Comics and more out in Roanoke, Virginia. Yep. Now, that's Southwest or? Southwest and Central, yeah. Okay. So, definitely know where you are. And thank you once again for uh, talking to us on West Virginia Comic Con. Howdy. We have Spectrum Crafts with us. Could you tell us your name, ma'am? I'm Connie Bruce, and I uh, make fabric and quilted items in the novelty fabrics. Okay. And you have a little bit of everything. Yeah, like. it's anything you can make out of fabric, I can... Okay, where can people meet you on social media? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Spectrum Crafters? Yeah, Spectrum Crafters. We'll make sure we spell that out right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll type it up. Yeah. Um, so, what is your favorite thing to create? Um, I like to do the quilts. The quilts? Yeah. And how long do they take? Uh, well, this one took probably about 40, 50 hours. Oh, my Lord. It's a beauty. Thank you. Now, do you can do it, or do you have a machine? Well, I am. Um, I mean, I have a sewing machine, okay. but I don't have like a quilting machine. Okay. I just do it on a regular sewing okay. machine. Wow! So that is more crafty. Yes. So, anything special that you want to let the audience know about? Um, this show will be coming up Thursday, so that they can get in touch with you on any type of certain design that you're going to have that are going to be upcoming. Ah. Not really. I'm just always working on new stuff and trying to come up with new um, new items to sell and and uh, um, and I and I do have a shop in uh, Lexington at the Julieta Market. Okay. And we do see quite a bit of things. Are those um, they're cor cornhole bags? Cornhole bags. Uh -huh. um, you got some and the microwave bowl cozies. And then we got some pillows. Um, These clothes. are actually a, a blanket that. So it's a blanket oh. that folds 
into a pocket to make a pillow. Okay, that so, is awesome. The pocket. Okay, and then some some aprons here. Yeah. Um, if you have a cast iron skillet, she's got some of those holders to to grab on to those. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. I, all the patterns I designed myself. They all look very nice. Thank you. <laughs> And we want to thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah. Um, afterwards, uh, I hope that you get a lot of business and like all that clothes I'm just looking at. Yes. <laughs> 40 man hours on that right there. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. We also, what you don't see here is we also do repurpose um, bourbon bottles and other bottles and make wind chimes and lamps and pennant lights and... Uh, we use uh, barrel heads and make tables and okay. And then she said some of that stuff is available on their website and stuff. So we'll make sure we tag all that information down at the bottom so you can check them out. Right now I'm talking to the owner of Mad Madman Toys. I, I'm Justin Maddie. Uh, I've been uh, selling collectibles for ten plus years and. Uh, my mom helps me make uh, custom jewelry and uh, coasters at uh, Recycle Comic Books. And uh, where are y'all located? Uh, currently, uh, Anstead, West Virginia, uh, but I do have an Etsy store and an uh, eBay store as well. Anstead, West Virginia, that's Fayette County. Correct, okay. yeah. Okay, man, Anstead. Uh, what else is out there? Hawk's uh, Nest. Hawk's Park. Yep, and y'all have one of the greatest nursing home facilities, the Anstead Center out there. Yes. Also, it's a great area. So, what is your most prized possession here? Uh, probably the Millennium Falcon right now, the Lego. It's uh, the Kessel, like from the Kessel Run uh, from the Han Solo movie. Okay. And um, what, where can people meet you on social media, or uh, how can they contact you if they want to buy something from you? Uh, on my Etsy store, uh, it's like Madman Creations, uh, West Virginia. And then uh, it's Madman Toys on eBay. Okay. Do you have Instagram or Facebook? Uh, currently, I just uh, okay. have uh, Instagram, but it's just for okay. personal. So. Okay. And we want to thank you for your time and this, mad, this amazing collection you have here. Especially Moonlight Solar Surfer. Um, and these are the jewelry she does? Yes. Ooh. Great. Yeah, and coasters, like I said, they're from Recycle Comics. Okay. You like, I like that. Right. <laughs> Definitely some nice stuff here. Different things you don't see every day, and especially at stores. So it's always nice to shop small and local. Oh, yeah. yeah, greatly appreciate it. All right. Thank you for your time. That sticker boutique is here with us. Could you introduce yourselves? What is it? Could you introduce yourself? I'm Beth, and I'm this on. is my daughter Alana. How are you doing? Where about are y'all from? Uh, here in Huntington. Oh, we live in Westmoreland. Yeah. All right, neighbor, neighbor. So what are you guys offering today at the Comic-Con? So today we have a variety of stickers. Um, we have over 200 categories with a total of over 20,000 stickers. We offer um, dice bags, dice trays, uh, metal dice, micro dice, regular dice. Um, I also make, they're called cage dice necklaces and keychains. It has a 20-sided dice that you can remove and you can put yours back or put a different one back. Um, and we have our dice trays. So really a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and then stickers. So what got you started in all this? My brother-in-law is Mike's Minifigs over there. Okay. And um, it started with just stickers and came to a convention and was like, stickers are not going to cut it. A dollar an <laughs> item is just not going to cut it. 
um, and I saw his sales and how you know popular his stuff was and I was like you know what I need to add something so my son is 23 and I was like hey Bryce what should I add and he said um, dice and I said okay so that is how this all got started okay and um, where are you guys at on social media honestly we're not I'm the worst person for social media I have nothing I mean I have Facebook that I like maybe check once a month um, she makes fun of me because she has everything and I have nothing and I tell her all the time I'm like make me one of them things them pages or something and she's like no <laughs> so uh, unfortunately I'm not into technology at all I don't have anything um, but I'm here you know, I'm here in person, so. Right. And is this the only one you do, or do you do other ones? No, as well? actually, uh, we go as far as South Carolina. We okay. have one next month in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Um, we'll be doing Savasacon, and we're just kind of growing as we go to. Uh, like I said, we started out with literally just stickers, and we're just growing, and and hopefully uh, this time next year we'll you know be really large with the, uh, as far as our product goes and stuff, and we just learn as we go. And if you can get her to help you out, you know. She's great. She is. Well, no, I mean with the social media part. Oh, that. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. No. And maybe we'll catch you guys out at um, the Galaxy Con in Columbus in December. Hey, you know what? I, after this one, I was looking up, had been looking up one. So, Galaxy Con, I'm going to put that on my list, definitely. Yeah, December, so. second, second. yeah I think I had seen, because I knew that there were some that I'd seen going all the way up into December, and I was like, I definitely want to do some in December for Christmas. Right. Then the Galaxy Con is at the end of July in Raleigh. Right, the one in Raleigh. Yeah. yeah, we travel. We don't mind to travel at all, so. <laughs> it's not a big distance either. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. All right, well, thank you once again. Thank you, guys. Hi, guys. We are here with Art by Holly. Can you explain to us a little bit, like, what you got going on here? Yes, I can. Um, I am what's called an upcycling artist, so I take things like existing pictures and prints that I find that maybe need some love. Like, either they've hung on Grandma's wall since 1945 and they need something added to it. And usually, well, I just paint whatever's missing. It could be a Mothman. It could be Mario. It could be Luigi. Um, I've done uh, a Space Ghost. Yeah. All the Disney princesses. I have a zombie popping out of a grave back here with this really cute little girl raking. You can't see the zombie foot, but it's hanging out over there. You guys can't see it at all, but I'm sorry. But this is what I do in my spare time, and I absolutely love it. I have a website. Not website. Excuse me. Facebook and Instagram. Upcycled Art by Holly. You can find me right there. Can you introduce yourself? Well, uh, my get-up is Ben Gorin, Mandalorian. Uh, I started a cosplay hobby. I like putting smiles on people's faces. And of course, being a Star Wars character, that does that quite often with many folks. So, you like the Mandalorian, you like Boba Fett, you like everything that goes along with that. Um, what, are, what are your future plans after this Comic-Con? Well, I am starting to work on a Boba Fett cosplay from the new series. Okay. That's going to fit my dad bod more perfectly. Uh, it's a little tight in this suit. Um, <laughs> I intend to try and get into 501st Legion and the Mandalorian mercenaries. I want to go to Children's Hospital. Um, I'm already a nurse. I like helping people. Now I just want to find a way to help children brighten their day. Great. Okay. So, um, to anybody that's coming to this convention this weekend, what will be your message for them when they come and meet you? This is the way. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Here's Birdsong. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, having fun. 
Can you tell us uh, what you're doing here today and all the amazing artwork you have? Well, I'm here at the uh, West Virginia Comic Con to pedal some artwork. Where are you from? I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what kind of artwork do you have here so the audience know, know about? Uh, I have a conglomeration of uh, digital artwork uh, and watercolor. I also have uh, a company I illustrate for based out of Houston, Texas called 5050 Comics. And uh, I brought a few titles today such as Trapper, The Natura, Hurricane Ida, and our newest edition just released two weeks ago, Light Coast to Metal Wolf. What's it, what inspired you to do all this? Uh, I just like to create. Uh, that's the first and foremost, you know, aspect of making art is you want to create something. Uh, I don't know. I just like different comics, movies. Uh, I like the the atmosphere that conventions bring. People cosplaying. Uh, overall, it's just a really fun weekend. I love coming to these things. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Did you say you did you do the art to this? Or? So yeah, I was the um, colorist, inker, and illustrator for this issue. Okay. And then all these other issues are different artists and um, writers. Okay. Okay. And that's 5050 Comics. 5050 Comics, yes. All right, and where can people meet you on social media? Oh, you can uh, follow 5050 Comics uh, on Instagram under 5050 Comics at 5050 Comics. Okay. Uh, Yes, if you follow uh, at Lower Birth okay. on Instagram. Also, uh, Pierce Birdsong, theart.com is my uh, personal website. Okay. So. All right, well, thank you. We have Edward A. Holzball II, author of four. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have here and um, I have been writing since 1999. I have around 15 books available on Amazon Books a Million. Barnes and Noble. I bought. I brought four of my books, um, two of which are a graphic novel because it's Comic Con. This is uh, my greatest hits of short stories, and then and then this is my very first book, Tiburon. And what I did is I revised it, made it second edition, because after you write your first book, you look back on it and you think, oh, I can do better than that. So it's and it's about a new species of underwater sea creatures that terrorize the Key West. So and I've got all my books on sale. I mean, usually like this is sixteen ninety nine. I got ten dollars on each each one. So most I mostly write horror, but I have I do have poetry also and graphic novels, short stories. Well, I had a website and I took it down, so you probably have to find me on the on my Amazon sites okay. if you go to Amazon, and then where my name's highlighted on one of my books, you can click on that and it'll tell you reviews and and a little bit about the, what books about each book's about and whatnot. So that's that's the only thing I have that's uh, social media right now. And are you still working on stuff? Yes, right now I've been working primarily, uh, and I just finished this in uh, December, the Tiburon, but uh, I'm mostly working on ghostwriting, so I really can't okay. talk about what I write about, but I mean, I, I write stuff, like somebody will bring me a book, 
and want me to make it better. I hope it's better <laughs> when I'm done. And sometimes it might be just like work-related, okay. that kind of thing, resumes, um, letters, what what have you. So I, I've been kind of doing that, and I, I, I've got ideas for some stories, um, some short, do another book on some short stories, okay. horror that is. So uh, that's what I got in store right now that I can think of. I tell or? you what, it's it's nice, but it's the tough part is um, knowing that, that when you see it in print and they're at a bookstore and you see that you you uh, your your heart's in that, you put yourself into that, and you don't get any credit for it. Right. Yeah. That that's that's the only bad part about it. But I mean, you know, it's money, it's right. a job. So, okay. that's you appreciate your time today. You should play before you get to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, could you introduce yourself to us, sir? I'm Neil Mockerman. I'm comics, writer, letterer out of Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio? Okay. Yep. Flyers. Yep, you, absolutely. Do you do the art too? Or I do the, not. Okay. So, a few different artists I've been working with, okay. uh, but they're out of... North Carolina, Connecticut, one's in Argentina, so we're all over the place. So, yeah. Are you sick? Could you tell, tell us a little bit about um, Cog and Flame? Yeah. Um, so, Cog and Flame is your more sword, sorcery, fantasy type comic. It's about an old gnome named Cornelius that's trying to help stop magic from being ended by a technology cult. So, that science versus magic clash there. And uh, I also have Doom Speaker here, which is about a young boy who can touch someone, tell how they're going to die, and he's getting mixed up with like an old-timey traveling carnival. Okay, and okay. if we can go down the list of everything you have. Yeah. So all of this stuff over here is uh, just through Scout Comics. Uh, Doom Speaker will eventually be out through Scout Comics here. So they started uh, a program with their creators where we can booth uh, other creators' stuff. So kind of... Helping them out, helping ourselves out, having stuff. But uh, like Walter Osley that did these three was the artist for the first issue of Doomspeaker. And Nick Torres did a cover for Cog and Flame. So a lot of them we've worked with, you know, or tangential stuff. These are my ones that I've worked in. Yep, yep. So all the ones. So where can people meet you on social media? Um, Facebook, uh, just Neil Mockerman. And that's M-O-H-E-R-M-A-N, that weird hard H that sounds like a K. Um... And then Neil Mockerman Comics on there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's the Turkey Monkey. The Turkey Monkey. So, uh, yeah. But uh, all the stuff's on there. Probably post more comic stuff on the Facebook page and more random personal stuff on Twitter. So, So before I let you go, the Turkey Monkey, I need to know the story about it. So, ages ago someone I was just being dumb and someone called me they were trying to give me a random insult and called me a turkey monkey whatever that meant whatever but if you do look up turkey monkeys on uh, like the internet apparently that's some weird amalgamation of the two that's like supposed to be the effects of combining animals you know in labs and stuff so there are things that the if you go to the turkey monkey without the it's some app designer so i get a lot of his stuff and he gets mine so so that's an amazing story yeah
So anything else that's going on in the near future that people should be aware of? Um, I've got a few things in the works. I'm trying to work on a kid's comic, uh, try and branch out into that, and then um, this same time branch out more of the like horror and mythos Cthulhu type stuff. Is that so? Kind of going both directions out of fantasy, you know, a little a little harder and a little softer. So okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Hi. Howdy. I am James Maddox. I, uh, I exist in this space. Uh, used to be a Huntington native. Um, currently I'm living in Louisville. Uh, but we used, we used to run Tricon here. Uh, and then we gave it, we handed it over to Jared, who is doing the Comic-Con. But we always like to come back, help support, and also show off all the cool stuff that we've got on the table. So I'm a writer of comics and other things. Um, currently, I'm doing a series with the Wave Blue World called Dead Legends. We just came out with our second volume. Uh, it's essentially like straight up kung fu action, no mystical nonsense. It's just like like blood sports type fighting, you know. But it's it's very much like an ensemble cast. It's got a lot of heart and emotion. The challenge was write a fight book that has uh, like a really good story, right? And so far, I think we've done really well. Um, Metaphorical Her was published by Webtoon. Uh, we wrapped it up last year, I think. Um, so it's all done, it's all finished. You can go read it for free, and it'll be coming out uh, in bookstores everywhere this at the end of this year um, through Rocket Ship Entertainment. It's a uh, essentially like a punk rock poetry kind of story um, very much visual metaphors happening all throughout the book so you see I got since it's all digital at this point I've got these coloring books that show like the different metaphors so you have like internal conflicts and saviors and uh, breaking through the walls it's all depicted in like a, a very visual uh, way uh, after that we got a bunch of self-contained short stories and graphic novels I, I like Fighting, I like emotional stuff, uh, but my love of horror knows no bounds. So, like, The Horror Show, Ark and Pulp, these are all one-shot comics that I did um, that are just, like, creepy, uh, monster, you know, soaked horror stories. Um, the Nightmare Unknown series is kind of my take on a Twilight Zone type of thing. So they're self-contained stories. But you can see, like, I have a cameo at the beginning, like, does, doing, like, a Rod Serling kind of imagine, if you will. And then the last book on the table is an anthology called You Died. as published just recently uh, and was nominated for an Eisner. So I'm technically an Eisner-nominated writer. Um, but it's like a death-positive kind of storybook uh, that gives death a little bit of a pep. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes that's, you need that. Yeah, so that's what I do. Okay. And do you do you do the illustration as well? Nope. No? Just okay. right. So okay. Gavin Smith did the art for Dead Legends. Dave okay. Stoll did the art for Metaphorical. Okay. Michael Maine, who's over there, did the art for Arkham. Ogden Falls is landing right there. Um, and then yeah, I just I basically work with my friends that have a lot of artistic talent. Do you like that you give the credit on the front? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good people. They make me look really good at what I do. So, 
So they can find me at James C. Maddox on everything. Okay. Can you introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you're doing? My name is Nick Wentland. I am a writer and a colorist. And here today I am peddling some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I did the colors on all the covers for these. I got a couple originals as well. I got a steampunk Civil War story and my debut novel that's kind of like a western set in purgatory. Okay. I just need a quick auto on this. I didn't bring any of the paint. You can keep going. I can I can <laughs> multitask. <laughs> yeah. All right. I put on the cover, Nick. I put mine on the cover. Uh, so what was it like working with on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a comic? Well, it was kind of a bucket list thing for me. I've Like many kids that my age, I grew up loving turtles from about the time I could read, so getting to work on them and seeing my name on an inside cover next to Kevin Eastman's is pretty awesome. Alright, tell us about your novel, please. Alright, Dre, Drayburn is a story about a man who has this absolutely unbreakable will. They live in this in this world where the sun never sets, it or the sun never rises, it only sets. It appears in the sky and sets. He's convinced that if he can get to the other side of the sunset, he can find paradise and escape this world of suffering and undeath that he lives in. And it's just about his unshaking path to try to get there, no matter how bad of things he has to do, no matter who he has to get through, he is trying to find the road to paradise. How long did it take you to write this? Uh, I co-wrote it with a buddy of mine, and I'd say we worked on it, the initial draft, probably for about a couple years, and then we did about a year of beta testing and editing. So I'd say about a little over three years altogether. And where can people find this book? Uh, you can find that book on Amazon, uh, yep, Drayburn, and uh, you can also find it on BrokenIconComics.com. Okay. And then where can people find you? Are you? You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Nick, uh, I think I'm Nicholas Wentland on there, and on Twitter at NN Wentland. Okay. Okay. Thank you very awesome. much. Yep. I am here with Chad Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Um, so I'm a writer currently working on a few different books. Um, today I have uh, the graphic novel Infinity, A Tale of the Inferno, which is based on Dante's Inferno, but with a little bit of a modern spin. And it's currently published by Caliber Comics. So it's actually the first title I've had published officially, but I also have some uh, independent titles that I'm working on. Um, a Western called Ride or Die, uh, a story, uh, like a supernatural story called Michelle, which is about um, the archangel comes to Earth and, and assists um, um, basically a, a widow and his daughter that are in some trouble. Um, the Strong, which is sort of... Uh, best thing I can say about that is it's um, what if the hills have eyes met Jason Bourne so it's <laughs> so it's a bit of a bit of a fight and it's currently in production and it will be picked up by uh, Broken Icon which is right across the aisle from me here so once it once it finally gets done it'll be the second official published book some artwork over here. Yeah, I dabble in some artwork too. Um, and you dabble. Ooh, a little more than dabble. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not my my pursuit, I guess. Um, yeah, so I I drew 
wrote and drew Michelle, but I have other artists that work on these books. So I, I do the writing and have other artists do it, and then this is just uh, some pent-up stuff on the side that I, that I do. This is sort of uh, like the hobby, I guess, the drawing, <laughs> and this is what I actually want the job to do. Right. And where can people find you? Uh, let's see, uh, chatimstroll.com. Yeah, chatimstroll.com, and that shows uh, what currently I have in the works and some samples okay. of the stuff I got. Okay. Uh, are you on any other social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, anything like that? I do or have a Facebook, stuff? but I don't have an official like, business okay. Facebook. So, okay. Yeah, just Personal the website stuff? is what okay. I have. Okay. All right. And do you have anybody that's out here helping support you? This is my daughter, Ariana, and she mostly helps. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> What is it like coming to the Comic-Con in different states and different places? What does it feel like when you're here and you get to invite something for them? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's really the reason why anybody even does this stuff, is you put yourself out there and you just, I mean, it, it feels dangerous, but it's exciting at the same time, hoping that, hoping that somebody likes the stuff, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> I've been doing this for a good number of years now, and I mean, it's all kinds of different shows. I've been to New York Comic Con, I've been to Chicago, I've been, you know, this, these mid-shows. This here, so Huntington and Dayton, so Gym City and Dayton, I consider those sort of my hometown shows because I'm from southeastern Ohio, so I'm okay. just right in this area. So. Okay. All right. Now, here's my last question. You're up here and you did all the work for your comic here, and then you had other people do artwork for you. What is it like to see your extra material out in the open? Like, you know, like a podcast artist record episode. So, like... You mean like when you have a vision of something and then you yeah, see and you somebody see else? That's great. I mean, it's a great feeling. It's it's neat to see other people's interpretation of it too, because it might not be exactly what you thought you saw, but if you get the right artist, it, it turns into something. You know, like say for instance, these guys here. I had this idea for a story for a long time, but didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I ran across these guys on the internet. I saw their art, and it felt like a acid trippy fever dream kind of looking stuff you know and I, I immediately just went oh god that's for inferno and got a hold of the guys and they loved the story and they did it and it, and it worked so and to see what they are able to do over the course of time it took about a year to do this book we're currently almost finished with the sequel with purgatorio and over the last few years that I've been working with them, they've got to the point to where now I think they can kind of read my mind. I don't have to. I don't have to put much in the script anymore. They just kind of know what what to do, and it's it's really cool to have that kind of connection and to see it come to life. No problem. Hi, um, I'm Landon Franklin, uh, artist that works for Broken Icon Comics and part of Wayward Cross Studios with my twin brother, um, and I draw comics, prints, take commissions, all that good stuff. Okay. What's your favorite one that you've done so far? My favorite book I've drawn so far is Ogden Falls. Okay. Um, that I did with James Maddox from uh, Broken Icon. Fantastic. It's a great story. It was a town where a quarter of the population goes insane, and uh, this guy's going back there to try and make things right. So fun. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, since 2013. Okay. Traveling cool. shows. So. Okay. So, out of all the art you've done, what is your favorite artwork that you've worked with? Like, I mean, like, something specific? The, one particular piece. Um, like, what's your crown jewel, basically? Oh, my crown jewel? Uh, probably the cover I did for Bunny Mask. Okay. 
that, that was probably the one that I, I it was an homage but um, or homage but I really enjoyed working on that especially sort of studying how uh, Jack Kamen's artwork was and, and just learning from that so that that was a lot of fun and if somebody wants to reach out to you where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Wayward Cross Art on Instagram and Twitter and Wayward Cross Comics on Facebook thank you for your time no thank how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, my name is Adam Fields, and I'm a combo creator from Ohio. Okay. What have you created? So I have created a combo book series called Prowl. I've also worked with a nonprofit out of um, Cleveland, Ohio, called um, uh, the Sub-Zero Mission. When the book is called the Blue Coat Missionary. I've also worked on a independent title called Scales Inc. Point of Authority, Screen Boy, and Urias Jewel. I've also done covers for Image and Aftershock Comics for We Live, Department of Truth, and um, uh, Beyond the Breach. Okay, so what is your Prowl deal with the role of everything that you have created? Prowl. That uh, is, I write and illustrate that series. Okay. Yep. And where can people find a series? They can find it at Midnight27Studios.com. Okay. And um, what else are you doing after, after leaving this comic book? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yes. No. After this Comic Con, I'm actually going to um, be moving. Our my studio is going to be shut down for just a little bit because we're actually relocating to Cleveland. But okay. then after that, I'm going to be firing back up Prowl and working on a whole bunch of other projects. I wish I could talk about. Okay. So definitely, we'll find you somewhere out there, Parma, somewhere yes. around that area. Yes. And we'll definitely catch you at the uh, Comic Con, Galaxy Con. In I will. Columbus. I will actually be. At Cincinnati Comic Expo in in September, I'll be in, um, I'm trying to think of where else I'm going to be. On my website is my full list of my tour. Okay. I haven't memorized it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll make sure we connect your link tree in there so everybody's able to, Absolutely. to find you and reach out to you if they have, have questions or want to Yes, I would love to talk with yes. everyone. Okay. All right, thank you. Yeah. Bring it down if you need to. I mean, I could stand up. I mean, <laughs> whatever's comfortable for you. How are you doing today, sir? Awesome. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Could you introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing here at Comic Con? My name's Chad. I'm the artist for Vulgar Dragon's Den. Um, all my stuff's originally done with mechanical pencil and sharpie, um, but then I bought the machine that lets me put my artwork onto stone tablets as well as metal because I wanted to outlive me. <laughs> all UV treated, so it's not going to fade on you. Thanks, man. So what is your most prized possession out of everything you create? I mean, it's tough. It's like saying pick your favorite kid. You know, I create all these pieces because into all of it. I mean, I love that one up there. That took me 35 hours. That's mechanical pencil and Sharpie. Sutherland. Yep, that's from Lost Boys. David. Yep. When he signed it, he didn't believe it was pencil. He's rubbing the corner. He's like smudging. He's like, that's pencil. Like, that's what I told you, man. <laughs> so where can people meet and greet you on social media? I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all of it. It's uh, Vulgar Dragon's Den. I'm usually at a different show every weekend up and down the whole East Coast. So you can run into me. I'm usually the only guy who has decent-looking metal. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that you have here, uh, after we're done talking, I'm definitely going to take a visual if you don't care. Yeah. Just, it's amazing. Well, the newest thing I started is these shadow boxes here. So check these things out. You could scan this QR code and watch his sentencing. You can scan this and watch a Motley Crue video. Scan that, watch a Pantera video. 
So cool. they're like a little interactive. You know what I mean? Clip can you from do Ghostbusters. Stuff? I can, yeah, okay. absolutely. That is I like that Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, my Dragon Ball. I'm doing a board for every character. It all connects. It's gonna be a giant mural when I'm done. And are these bookmarks? Yep. <laughs> Everybody loves bookmarks. He just broke his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. And once again, please tell everybody where they can meet and reach you on social media. You guys can see me on Facebook. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could see me. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Vulgar Dragons Den. I also have my website is vulgardragonsden.com. Uh, hello, I'm Nick Madden with Pixels Get Stitches uh, here at uh, Huntington uh, Toy and Comic Con. We do uh, hair accessories, perler bead art, uh, canvases, stand-ups, magnets. We also do purses and uh, embroidered art and keychains and the like. Okay. Where can people find you on social media? So we're, uh, I said, Pixels Get Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, or we even have our own website. So any of those will be able to reach us easily. Can you tell us an interesting story of something that's happened, like a misfire or something that's happened real odd when creating any of this? Like yeah, um, look up here, we got a, a boo, um, Booette. She actually took us 16 plus hours to make. Not counting the canvas. Um, it was just something odd when making her, like uh, all the, the black you see up there. Uh, it just wouldn't line up correctly. And she, her body just kept getting offline, and it was just the most frustrating 16 hours of my life trying to get her up. And finally, she looks good. She's up and happy with it. So, all right. What is your crown jewel out of all of your art here? What is one thing that you if you had a chance if you were a customer that you would buy from here today? Uh, personally, for me, it's the Power Ranger canvas because Power Rangers is basically my life when I was at, uh, growing up in the 90s. Um, Actually, if you want to know a cool story about this, if we're going to Ranger Stop Atlanta uh, next weekend, and if this actually doesn't sell here or there, we're giving it to uh, Ashley, Karen Ashley, and she's going to uh, auction it off for at-risk use. So, yeah. But if I had to, if I bought that, even, even at $300, i would buy it hands down. So do you place each of these by hand? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we use tweezers for the most part. Um, sometimes we do it by hand, but yeah. It's generally by hand and just once once you get it out, you uh, you tape it and pull it off the boards you make it on, and then you iron it. Okay. So depending on how you iron it, sometimes they come out looking really great eight bit, and sometimes they, they, they fuse a little together and they make a mistake. You got to make new ones, but yeah. And my wife actually does all the ironing on those. So. Okay. And you said you do the canvases on the back side as well. Yeah, all of them okay. are actually attached. So. Uh, each one of them are painted differently. Like the Power Ranger one is uh, actually poured paint, whereas most of the rest of these are actually uh, spray paint. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll take the third off. Hey, I'm Ray Kaufman here at the Huntington Comic and Toy Con. We're having a good time. We're out here. I'm uh, just uh, throwing some artwork, promoting my book Aurora and the animated series for Aurora that we've got working right now, and also. Uh, be sure to come out and catch me on Twitter at Kaufman20XX, on YouTube at Ray Kaufman, and RayKaufman.com. Alright, so let's dig into what you got going on over here, your personal stuff right here. Yeah. Please tell us a little bit about what you got going on. So, Aurora is a fantasy adventure story I started writing a long time ago. I was really inspired by like a lot of shonen manga when I was younger. And so, it uh, basically revolves around the disappearance of this land called Aurora, which was like a lot of elf-like beings, a lot of ascended-type beings lived there. It disappeared one night, and nobody knows what happened to it. 
so Anaya, the one of the two main characters of the story, she's the last known Aurora. She's found in this place called the Darklands, just living low, laying low. She, uh, uh, kind of a worthless vagabond named Renzi is commissioned to take her to this one kingdom to keep her safe, basically. So he's not really anything special, but she is very special. But when the two of them start to travel together, all the wicked stuff responsible for everything that happened to Aurora starts to awaken and starts to move again. So that's where the story kicks off. AuroraOfficial.com, A-R-A-U-R-A. Uh, you can also go to RayKaufman.com and hit me up there if you want a signed copy. And you said something about an animated? Yeah, we're working on the pilot for the animated series right now. We're really excited. We've got some cool names attached to it. Steve Bloom's in it. Uh, we've got Johnny uh, Bosch is playing Renzi, our main character. We've got Michelle Ruff in it, who plays Rukia and Bleach. And uh, she's also our voice director, so we're really excited about that. And uh, just... For me, the cool part's for hearing the score come together. I'm a, I'm a big music nerd, so hearing all the music come together for the characters has been really wild. So, how does it feel like going from uh, graphic novel comic book to, to an actual anime? Like, you're actually... Oh, it's wild, man. Like, as a fan of the medium myself, uh, it's it's just wild. Beyond anything I could have ever expected. But it's also a lot of work. So, <laughs> so you, you get you get the fan out and be excited for a few minutes, and then it's like back to like days and days of work. So, <laughs> so you have two. Is that all you have so far? Yep, this volume is three is coming this summer. Yep. Okay. So it's a continuation. Of, keep on going. Yep. Well, there there's a finite ending. There's an okay. ending in mind, okay. but we're a ways away from it. So. Okay. <laughs> I greatly appreciate that because that's a good fan service, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a definite ending. So how we get there, though, is kind of ambiguous right now. <laughs> so the first thing that I noticed when I came up was your mystery art pack here. Yeah. So is this something you offer whenever you're doing things like this, or yeah. do you offer it on your website? Well, I'm thinking about putting it on the website, okay. but what it is, there's a lot of prints. I just don't like to have a huge wall of prints at shows, right. so I cycle out some of the prints I used to have, and some of the uh, like short-run prints I've done, uh -huh. and I just mix them up and throw them in a mystery art pack okay. so yeah and that's that's a really good deal on those um i think i mean yeah see, people really like it it's wondering. like a gamble yeah. you know what i mean yeah you never know what you're going to get so yeah it's but two you know 11 by 17s and two postcards for the price of one 11 by 17 okay. so yeah and then do you have future comic cons in mind oh yeah i'll be in cincinnati in september okay. and i've got a few uh small one day shows i'll be doing here and there so but okay. nothing Nothing through the end of July. I'm kind of taking it easy right. for this part of the summer. Uh, but then starting in August, I'll be getting back. And then Cincinnati is my next big show, the Expo. Okay. So definitely check them out there. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name's Jeff Tigner. I'm here at the Comic-Con this year. Uh, I've decided to bring my collection and uh, to sell them off this year. Raise a little extra funds. Uh, as I come out today, I brought probably uh, some of my better books. I do have a few that are actually scarce books. One in particular. This is a book that was owned by Jerry Robinson, part of his personal collection. Jerry Robinson was the co-creator with Bob Kane of Batman. And uh, he also created the Joker, the Penguin, uh, Alfred, but that's probably my prize. It's a one-of-a-kind, unique book. There's only one in the world, and oh, I got it. Oh, wow. And it's for sale here at the Comic-Con. Oh, wow. That's amazing. 
So outside of uh, that, what will be the next one? What do you like inside of your Marvel collection? I'd say my favorite books are probably Spider-Man, X-Men, a little bit of Captain America. Okay. How long have you been collecting? About 35 years. Okay. Okay. And then you said you're just... Trying to see what you can get for them. And yeah, I'm here today actually to sell some books and uh, try and fix up an old house. Okay. okay. So let somebody else enjoy them for a little bit. That's right. <laughs> let them let them be someone else's prize for a while. Do you have any plans to hit up any other ones, or are you just local and decided uh, this one? I'm from around Charleston, and I just okay. decided to come okay. down here because this would be a good venue. Seems yeah. seems to be the best Comic Con in the state. So. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Hey, so I'm Zach White from Huntington, West Virginia. I am the owner and creator of Heck Yeah Fest, and I'm here at Huntington Comic and Toy Convention. Okay, tell us a little bit about your artwork that you have out here. Okay, so uh, a lot of my art comes from obviously comics and pop culture. Uh, I like a lot of horror movies. I like a lot of weird stuff. Uh, I like to base stuff off of like you know pinup posters and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so. Uh, I do zines and all kinds of different like collaborative stuff with other artists. And that's amazing. It's basically. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so where can people meet you on social media to buy your products? Uh, if you want to check me out, I'm uh, on Instagram and Facebook at HeckYeahFest. And then my handle for any art-related stuff is Brobot, and that's B-R-0-B-0-T. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. Nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's the Mystery Shack. We're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Came up, this is our first con in Huntington, well, in West Virginia ever. So we mainly specialize in merchandise for cartoons that usually get by the wayside, Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, The Owl House, all those kinds of shows. So, I mean, got all kinds. We make our own props and everything, too. Uh, also sell whatever we can that's official. Uh, like, we have a giant Bill Cipher plush that talks with over 30 lines uh, recorded by the show's creator. Uh, you know, we sell all kinds of stuff. Everything I've watched and know personally, I only sell what I know. Okay. And that's about it. And one thing I think that's something that was yeah. was over the garden wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is, that's included in all that stuff. Yeah, you don't see a lot. I just got those back in. Uh, yeah, the Wharton Greg plush. Uh, they don't make a lot. We also have some blind bags, but, you know, stuff gets discontinued. There was the art book and all that kind of stuff. It's just gone. So you have to you have to get it where you can. So I try to get it all in one place for the fans. Okay. Yeah. And um, where can people meet you on social media? Uh, it's uh, Twitter is the Mystery Shack. Instagram is the Mystery Shack Shop, and otherwise just the Mystery Shack dot com. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I'm Sam for, with Designs by Donut, and we do custom tumblers, T-shirts. We have candles and other things like that. We have stickers. Oh. The other Sam, he does all the work for it. He basically was told by the VA not to, he wasn't allowed to work, so he had to find something to fill his time, and this is what came of it. So. I mean, he did a good job of picking this. I oh, mean, yeah. This stuff looks amazing. Um, he, he does a great job. Yeah. I see you got the glitter ones. Oh, yeah, we have the glitter. Oh, but he loves doing this. This is do you guys have a website or anything We like do. That? It's designsbydonut.com. Okay. And they can um, order through that? They can order through that. We okay. do have an Etsy. We are trying to move away yeah. from that, but we do still have it active right now. Too many extra um, We also have a Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. So you can find us on any of those as well. Okay. And, um, they're all going to be Designs by Donut. Okay. And you make them all in-house? We make them at home, yes. Okay. And we ship to anywhere. 
Okay. So yeah. Awesome. Hi, I'm Jason Montgomery, and I own Monty Inc. Um, and you have various artwork. I see Gravity Falls, Moonlight, Blade. So what inspired you to do these? It's all stuff I like. I pretty much draw the stuff that I like. You know, if I don't like it, then if I'm drawing something, then I'm just, you know, there's no reason to draw it if I don't like it. Okay. And what's your inspiration behind getting into drawing? Um, it was my daughter, really. She draws, and I hadn't drawn for years. Um, and when she started drawing, uh, we, I just started drawing again, and my brother does this as well. Um, he does shows in Cincinnati, and um, we both kind of do this together. So, okay, yeah. All right, and uh, where can everybody meet you on the social media platform? On Facebook, it's um, The Art of Jason Montgomery, and on Instagram, it's Monty Inc. Art. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, we started with the pink elephant. I just drew it, and then people asked me, you know, can you make this a sticker? And I had no idea how to make it a sticker, so I Googled it. And so I sent everything through Sticker Mule. I just upload the art, and then they send me stickers. Uh, but as we progressed, people have can you make this? Can you make that? And we just keep adding and adding to it. So it's it just keeps growing on its own at this point. <laughs> so you design these all yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I draw in Photoshop. Okay, so where can people uh, reach you out on the internet to get the website? Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Amanda Hooser Illustration. Uh, also, Redbubble. I have a lot more stickers on Redbubble than I've actually purchased to sell as physical things. But they, also, the t-shirts, hats, travel mugs, a lot of different other items you can order on there. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. All the old defunct high schools that all got combined into other high schools. Uh, we've got all the old bars in the 90s that closed. That you got to be a certain age to remember, but <laughs> they're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. And they can order off your website and you'll ship? Uh, you can do it through the Redbubble. Yeah, through, through Redbubble, they'll ship it to you. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Here you go. Hi. Um, my name is Sydney. Worsley. Um, I am an artist from Ashland, Kentucky. I do handmade. I also do digital portraits and I take commissions. And uh, where can people meet you on the internet? Um, so my Facebook page is Squid Ink Scribbles. You can find me on Facebook and Etsy. Okay. And what inspired you to start doing all this? Honestly, I've been doing it since I was young. It, it's something that I've done every single day, and I really went hard into making it a booth business when COVID hit. I had a lot of downtime, and I was like, you know what, I want to share more of my art than just on Instagram. Yeah, go ahead. Hi, I'm David. I'm with uh, Retro Gaming Rewind. Um, basically with this uh, GameCube that you're looking at is I 3D printed the GameCube case myself because there's not a GameCube Mini that exists so I was like I'm gonna make my own and um, this has a, a little bit more powerful than a Raspberry Pi device it's called a Jetson Nano made by Nvidia which gives us that extra boost of 
performance so that I can play GameCube games at full speed. So I was just like, I gotta make one of these. So. <laughs> oh, Lord. Is that the first one you've made? No, this is like the third or fourth. Okay. I've done some custom ones. Once I made the one, and someone right. they talked about how much they loved it, then like three other people wanted one. So, yeah. And people can order them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have an Etsy store. And uh, right now there's a, a chip shortage, so I, it's really difficult to get the actual computer goes in it. But when I get a chance, I'm on a waiting list, and I get one or two at a time. Then I'll build two and put them on the site. Okay. And then when you know when they're gone, it takes me a little while to re right. redo them. But hopefully, once we get back to normal manufacturing, right. then I can just pump these out whenever people, whenever someone says they want one. Okay. Yeah. How many games do you fit one This is a 400 gig micro SD card. So. What it is is there's 92 games uh, of the uh, GameCube, which because they're 1.5 gigs a piece, so they take up space really fast. But there's 300, and uh, every U.S. game ever created was on the N64s on here, so there's 300 some. And then I also put um, some a couple Wii's. That the thing is, this doesn't have the Wii motion, so I put a couple that just take a Pro controller and they'll play. And so there's like eight games on here, you know. And then, so yeah. I probably I might. I'm not sure. But the thing is, if you if you order one and you tell me whatever games you want there, I can customize that for you, no problem. And what's your website again? It's Retro Gaming Rewind. Um, I have. If you have a phone, um, I have this NFC scan that, and it'll give you my Instagram, Facebook. And my uh, Etsy and my YouTube channel. This right here, this is amazing. Yeah, and my YouTube channel will give you a ton of real information. It shows you all my builds. It shows you like what I progress on, like how I figure out things and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nope, just hold it. This is amazing what he has here. Your chip is at the top of your phone. So that should give you all four sites there. Yeah, so I 3D printed this mini arcade. Everything. And um, I put a 7-inch screen in there. And it has, you know, six buttons so you can have a, a wide range of all the gaming you need. And then you got your start and select. But I put a Raspberry Pi 4 in the back of this one. You can barely see it. It's lit up there. Uh -huh. oh, this is stuck. There we go. But there's a Raspberry Pi in the back. And then, and when it's dark, there's this lights up. You can barely see those lights up a little bit, but I actually made it like a real arcade machine, so it'll bright in here. And when it's dark, you can see this really good. Um, it was super fun to build. Keep moving down. That's Dreamcast. So not only did I make a, a Dreamcast Mini and try to make it look as close as possible to the real thing, I went to Xbox One's custom controller and ordered a custom controller that looks the orange and the white. This is a logo I ordered and then it says Dreamcast is inscribed on there. So like I try to marry the console that I got from the standard purple with the controller to make it like have like a like it makes sense, you know. And I had some others, but I've sold like six units today. Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, I had a Neo Geo, yeah, and it looks so cool. Um, I made it. It looks like the the original console, but it's about this big. It has a Raspberry Pi. It has all the Neo Geo games on it. And yeah, it's a uh, it's it's super fun. 
I only made one originally, and it sold immediately when I put it on the internet. Hey, man. <laughs> and then I saw, and then I brought my second one here, and someone bought it right away. So I was like, it's been a fun day. It's been a, it's been a really fun day. What's the biggest thing you 3D printed? The biggest thing I 3D printed has to be this guy over here. <laughs> Yeah. You doing all right? I'm doing all right. Cool. Hanging around, hanging around. Do the little podcast thing. I noticed that. So this guy here, okay. that thing took um, 500 you know, millimeters in both directions to be able to print the bottom of that. How many hours did it take you? This took three days okay. <laughs> to print the bottom. And then I printed his legs separately, his arms. He has two body parts okay. and his head. Each of those took a day. And then um, I resin printed his brother in the front, okay. which is like a different you know, method of printing. And I've seen people do the, the, yeah, the articulate. The, yeah, on TikToks. Yeah. It's uh, making those cracking noises and stuff like that. When they take these, them off, it's pretty cool. These come off the, the 3D printer like this. I didn't, I didn't join this together. Have you so, not watched one? I'll have to show you some videos. They're called uh, articulation. There's articula There's all kinds of them too. They're, they branched out from just being dragons to like squids and and all kinds of stuff. Um, I've seen some people do Pokemon. Yeah. And they're they're pretty cool. Uh, I saw Ariel wear her tail. Uh, is is articulate? Yeah. So Ariel from Little Mermaid. Yep. Yeah. Um, Those are really cool. And do you sell this stuff too on yeah. your sites? Yeah, uh, I'm starting to. I'm starting okay. to blend in the uh, the gaming is what I started with, okay. and I'm starting to blend in with the 3D printing. We had three plants here uh -huh. that I 3D printed Pokemon planters. Yeah. My wife painted them and then put a plant in them, and right away she had like 1,800 likes on the on Facebook. So I put six of those on my page, and I sold three of the SpongeBob house. So. And uh, there's, so anyway, yeah, I'm definitely starting to integrate more of the the, the, the 3D printing stuff in there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Myra. I'm with Collector Kingdom, and we're happy to be here today. And what are y'all doing here today? What are y'all selling, and what kind of memorabilia do you have? Oh, we have a lot of different collectibles. We have some old school toys. We have a lot of Star Wars. Uh, autographs that are done and then we have of course our awesome mystery boxes that are filled with all kinds of really cool stuff you certainly can get those easy okay and when did you all start collecting this stuff when did you all start doing comic cons and how did all that come about oh my husband has been into it for a long long time but back in 2005 we actually put on conventions as well we have uh, so we just kind of got into the business of it. So all of the autographs we have are people who've been to one of our shows. And then uh, our toys has just come along the whole process. All right, so what is the crown jewel out of everything you have here today? What's something here that's just special to you what? that holds a place in your art? Well, <clears throat> two different things. Okay. One is this little Popeye. Nintendo game. It is so old, and I love Papa, so that is one of our favorites. That's a real collectible. You don't hardly find those anymore. And the other is my Revenge of the Nerds. I don't even think I've, I've got it up there. That's signed by all the cast members of Revenge of the Nerds. So where can everybody meet you on social media? They can go to CollectorKingdom.com. Uh, we have a website as well as 
social media, our Facebook page. Okay. And I want to thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. Uh, yep. So my name is Madeline. I am from Huntington. I went to school here at Marshall. Um, I sell geeky and galactic glow-in-the-dark toys, art, and jewelry. Um, today, I brought a lot of product to do with games, with gaming and game development. So I've got like a ton of dice, a ton of like giant D20s. Honestly, I say giant, but like I've got chonkers, and then I've got like heckin' chonkers that are over there that are like dense boys, and I absolutely love them. I'm also doing a raffle for this dragon egg here. Um, I've got a bunch of new 3D models. I've got a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got a lot. So do you print this stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have, like, a small fleet of printers now. Okay. So I'm a little fancy. We're also doing a fundraiser for the Trevor Project. So um, all of our flags here, um, for every flag that's bought, we're donating a dollar to the Trevor Project. And they're, like, you know... I'm loving it though because like I have a full sheet here of donations, so that makes me really happy. Um, so, yeah. I do. Yeah, those are. Oh, do you want to get a sticker, honey? Alrighty, just one dollar. Perfect. Thank you. Um, but yeah, they are. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, but yeah, they are um, waterproof, weatherproof. Stick them on a car, you'll be good. Like, they're totally fine. And where can people find you? So, I actually pulled my website, so they'd have to contact me directly. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I am on Etsy, so if they saw any product that they absolutely loved or heard about, they can just message me through any of those. Okay. And I can just reach out and be like, boom, here you go. Okay. And is it just your. Just Maddie's Marbles. Yep. I grab that name on everything. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Joe Barda, and I'm from North Carolina. We have Be Kind Rewind VHS Notebooks, where we take uh, VHS covers, the cardboard covers that the movies came in, and turn them into notebooks and journals. Okay, and how did you come up with this concept? What made you decide you wanted to do this? I'm a fan of movies, and I kept seeing people throw out VHS tapes, they would just set boxes at the end of their driveway. And I'm like, this is really cool artwork. You know, these are mini movie posters. And this artwork is never going to be made again. And some of it's just designed for the VHS. So I started collecting the covers just for myself, not knowing what I would do with them, but I wasn't going to put them in the dump. And I was in a thrift store one day and found a binding machine for notebooks and book binding. And I'm like, I know what to do with that. So I did a few, and people liked them. We started uh, selling at like open-air markets and craft markets, and it was fun. People really enjoyed them. We got invited to our first Comic-Con, and we found our people. You know, the, the pop culture people, it's just so much fun talking to people about their movies, their favorite movies. And uh, it's like almost like being back in the video store, going back through, looking at all these. Uh, yeah. All these titles that you remember looking at. Is a, the most prestigious one. The hardest ones for us to get are the horror movies, and particularly from the 1980s. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, 
things like that because the horror fans are still watching their VHS tapes. So we got, when we first started about four or five years ago, we got some, we made them into notebooks and stuff. Well, since then there's been a resurgence in collecting VHS. So if we get those now, we set them aside and say, we're not gonna make a notebook out of this because there's somebody who wants this tape too. So we, we respect the genre as much as we can, but it's, we have a ball doing it. Do you ever have people just like give you their old ones and say, here, do you Yes, we've actually ended up, you know, over the past few years with a network of people okay. that look for them for this. They'll call us and say, hey, I'm at a yard sale. I found this. Or uh, one lady goes, her favorite thing to do is yard sales. And she finds them and she'll offer them a dollar for a whole box or something. And she'll call us every three or four months and say, I've got 200 for you. Come get them. And we make some notebooks for her and kind of trade out. And, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. So we we have people looking out for us, and and they're on the hunt as we are. You know, when we're not at a con, we're in thrift stores and everywhere else. And I noticed that you also repurposed the tape itself, and not only the the case. Yes, yes. Well, we try to use as much as possible. Right. We we can only use the cardboard covers, not like the plastic right. Disney cases. But we also take the VHS tape, which we end up with lots of them, and we made trays to display all the notebooks in. Uh, we've made some small bookshelves, umbrella stands, uh, shadow boxes. You glue them up, get creative. I mean, I saw one guy online made a kitchen island out of VHS tapes. Uh, we also use the top of the box. You know, again, as we were trimming the boxes, we just saved the tops, thinking maybe we'll make bookmarks or something like that. And somebody said, oh, you should make a magnet out of it. And it's like, well, that was genius. Uh, the, the, the tops are the, are the refrigerator magnets, which we didn't think would be a big thing. But, you know, everybody loves them. They're a buck a piece. You can't go wrong for your favorite movie. And then where can everybody find you? We are actually, we're pretty limited on networking and social. We're on Facebook. You can find us at Be Kind Rewind VHS Notebooks. Uh, we don't sell online. We enjoy meeting everybody at the cons and... Uh, just interacting with folks. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's slave. Face-to-face sales. And uh, we just have, like I said, it's a great time talking to people about their favorite movies, seeing if we have one of their that they're looking for. My mom loved this movie. Do you have that one and stuff? So it's just the whole experience. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't just do that online. We will be in Greenville, North Carolina, okay. uh, the first weekend of August. East the, the yeah, Greenville Comic Con there, and then in September we'll be in Fredericksburg, Virginia, okay. at a place called Thrift World, okay. where they have all kinds of retro stuff, and you know it's not just comics, it's albums, it's lava lamps, it's all kinds of fun <laughs> things. So. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys coming out and, and featuring the con. That's, that's a lot of fun. Hi, my name is Mike, and this is my wife, Danielle. And uh, we own Mike's Minifigs and more. And we've been coming to all of the local conventions here uh, based out of Huntington. We try to go about a three-hour radius, Columbus, Cincinnati, Athens, Pikeville, things like that, um, and do all the local conventions. We sell customized minifigures in a display case that's uh, sharp enough to go on an office desk but uh, still 
it's still Lego, so it's still fun. It, it still shows your flair. Uh, a lot of people collect them, and we do everything from TV shows, movies, um, gaming, anime, cartoons, uh, humongous uh, Star Wars and superhero collection, um, pretty much you name it, and we've made a minifigure of it. Uh, we've even got football players, we've got presidents, we've got horror movies, uh, just a little bit of everything. Um, we have uh, uh, social media pages for uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Um, Instagram is probably the one we're most active on. So it's just at Mike's Minifigs. Um, and then we have our website is mikesminifigs.com. Okay, and what's the next convention you guys are heading out? Our next convention, we're actually traveling to South Carolina. We've oh, got okay. one in Greenville uh, coming up next month. That's okay. the furthest. And then the, the next local one will be back at Pikeville in August. Okay, okay. It's not about me. It's about the film. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, I originally am from Canova. Um, my name's Amy McAllister Ethel. I can never drop the McAllister because when you have the same name for 28 years, it's just impossible to let it go. So I grew up here. I went to Marshall to journalism school. And uh, with an emphasis in public relations and just worked in uh, lots of different jobs and I started a family here. So my son, um, he's 11 years old and he's got lots of fun, different interests. And some friends of mine from Huntington who I knew that were involved in the local theater community, um, Joshua Taylor, who is the director of this film, it's called In the Name of Me and You. Whenever I heard about they were doing an open casting call for uh, a 10-year-old, which he has since turned 11. <laughs> but uh, so we just thought, I asked him, I'm like, do you want to do that? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally he was never the one to get like up on stage and act or do anything like that. But uh, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do an audition. And he is like one of the what they call creative and talented students. Back in the 90s, we used to call it gifted, you know, but he's... Um, you know, one of those, he's just smart and he was able to learn those lines and, um, he did great. He's, he, this is our full length trailer that you're seeing here. I can send you the press kit if that's something that you want to if you need some B-roll or something, but, um, you know, he went and, and auditioned and they loved him and, you know, he showed up on sometimes would have to wait around, you know, for, but this movie, it was filmed completely locally in Huntington, uh, one time in Lucasville, Proctorville, and in Ashland. So, and all the, the entire independent film project, it's all, all of us are local. So um, the original story was written by Amy Ruddle, who is from here, and the screenplay and the writing and production was done by Joshua Taylor and um, Barry Michael Daly. I always have to remember to say his full name. And, uh, and then Josh was, was the director. And he has experience. Um, he was living in his car for a little while out in Los Angeles, you know, trying to make it then. He met his wife, and um, they have a little baby now and another one on the way. So, I mean, life is busy. All of us work regular nine-to-five jobs, but we're really passionate about the project. Um, and that's why we're here. That's why we're at Comic-Con. So if you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Okay, so we are in post-production right okay. now, so the filming has wrapped. This is when we, you know, we are looking, we still have an opening for an executive producer, which 
is we are really needing uh, because whenever you it goes to a lot of people think oh the hardest part of the movie is getting the the scenes blocked out and shooting well now for the leadership team and us this is when the real work starts you know promoting the movie getting it you know the trailer in front of the right people and so um, it is being edited right now we're hoping the edit the editing will be finished um, by September or so and um, as far as when and where, I mean, that's we've, we've still got to secure some funding. So um, we are looking into some, you know, options uh, locally. You know, West Virginia is a great place. I mean, we're all so proud to be from here. Like, even though it's so funny, I moved 10 minutes across the bridge from Canova through Calixburg into Ashland. It's the weirdest thing for me to have a Kentucky driver's license. It's just not normal, right? So, but I mean, I grew up here. I'm a Canova girl. Um, went to Marshall. My kids, you know, they, we've always just tried to stay involved in our local community. And we are just so blessed to be a part of this project. And I would love to set up a time for you guys, you know, since it's a podcast, to talk to Joshua. I mean, it's kind of like when people, he, he, we, I'm trying to free up everything that I can. Oh, do you need to, I'm sorry, you need to keep going. Um, I'm trying to do everything I can to free him up to edit <laughs> through September until it's finished. So it's like, with he, he's the director. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Um, you're from Vienna, huh? We're counting, yeah. Okay, so I have an uncle. That's I mean, they were. And it's so funny. You have to distinguish between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South. Like right. that is a big, yeah. right? So, and tell me your name. What's Stacy? Stacy. Yeah. That is so nice to meet you. I'm really so, thankful. Stacey. This is Ada. Yeah, yeah. You want to answer? There, it's a podcast. Come and answer some you questions. Talk? And I'll give you. Did I already give you the? This is the That's teaser. Good. And this is not my email address. I gave you. So how did you like it? Did you have fun with it and everything? Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah. Do you have any plans in the future as of right now? No. No? Okay. I'm going to ask you some more open-ended questions because yes. you could do yes and no all day. <laughs> and this is just the journalism major yes. in me. Yes. What was your favorite part of filming the movie? Um, getting to go there and, and be with them. And be with the, the, the cast and crew? Yeah. Um, Whenever it came to deciding, was it just that you just wanted to be in any movie, or what was it about this team and this movie that interested you? That I, I wanted to try being in a movie, and I thought this movie was a good story. Yeah, so the story, and that's yeah. what a lot of the cast and crew um, were moved by, the story. It is um, a, a feature, which is a drama, and... It tells the story of, you know, you can see kind of the subtitle is Opioids, the Belief that Destroyed Us All. And so those of us, and Aiden and I, I mean, he's 11 years old going on 50. So we, we have these discussions, you know. Um, it's very obvious that opioids, especially in West Virginia, it has been um, a struggle for a lot of people in this area. If you don't struggle with it personally, you know someone who has. Right. So um, the, the, the movie and the story, are, it's such an important one to tell because it's, it doesn't necessarily just focus on the addict themselves, but the family and the loved ones and the friends that surround them. And so that is why I mean, it's a story of overcoming and it's just, we, we will do everything that we can to get this story um, told because um, it's everyone's story. I mean, you know, if you've seen any of the documentary-style docudramas about what's happened here, this is not another movie that, that paints West Virginia. Like, we're all just so proud to be from here. 
and um, we really want this to, to tell the story because there's more to the uh, addiction and opioid epidemic than kind of what meets the eye. Right, and it's um, not just a state, like you just said. Right. It's not a state issue, it's a nationwide issue. Right, it is. It is, yes. And so that's why, you know, we wanted to get, uh, all of us are big, like, I'm definitely always been, I hate to say the word nerd, but there's really no other way to say it. Like Aiden, when we were, when he, even from the time he was a baby, we've watched Star Trek together and, and Star Wars. Is that true? Yeah. So I have them all in like little matching, uh, you know, Starfleet uniforms. Um, but it's, you know, when it comes to this topic, I, though I have never been addicted to drugs myself, you know, I think everyone can relate to there are times in your life whenever you wish you could hit an easy button, um, and times in your life where you felt down. And I had that for me whenever I was in my twenties. Like I said, I've been open and honest with Aiden about that. My grandmother, when she was standing here, my nanny, she would be like, you know, he's sitting right there. I'm like, he knows, he knows all about everything. We talk about it. So, um, and I apologize, my boy, I've talked all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, it's one of those things where that was my struggle. So, while I don't recognize um, all that's involved with opioid addiction, I recognize the hopelessness of it. And I, I just... For me, as a person who has done the 12 steps of recovery, and then now having my kid involved in the project, for me, overcoming all that I overcame, I was a non-traditional Marshall student. They should have never let me come back, but they did. I got my, you know, journalism and public relations degree and, you know, have been working in the tech industry. The agency that I'm with now is based out of Los Angeles, and it's just really neat that this uh, little West Virginia girl um, can uh, put her talents and uh, loquaciousness, if that's you know my talk, um, to use. And um, I just, I'm spending my time. You know, we blocked off our whole weekend for this event to tell as many people as we could about the movie in the name of me and you and Trey Costa Entertainment. So. Um, but yeah, if you have any follow-up questions that you think of, feel free. We are an open book. We would love to um, connect, you know, and do and, and it, it's something too. It might be better prepared when if you have some questions instead of just meeting us on the spot. So um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do have two questions though. What do you do other than? Um, whenever you did this acting thing. Like, do you do sports? Do you, what do you do to have fun? Um, I participate in academic team at my school. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he won. Um, he was in the top five in the region for science. Okay. So he's like every episode of Big Bang Theory, right? <laughs> but it's nice because uh, where we live at, and that, that is one of the things that I am, you know, people... There's a kind of a uh, very big stigma, I think, with people who are from Appalachia, and the people whenever because I work on West Coast time because all of my you know a lot of my coworkers are in Los Angeles. They love my sweet Southern accent, but I'm a hard worker, right? Like I, you show up and you learn it, live it, love it, as they say, and um, you know there's just such a stigma that people might be uneducated or I don't know. I mean I don't even want to say that, but they're and so there are so many creative. Like I feel like if you walk through. Huntington, when you walk through Ashland now, um, Ironton even, there is just kind of a resurgence and a rebirth of art and um, and and not just artists like paint, painting, it's 
films, it's writers, you know, which is something that I do, you know, as a hobby in my favorite. I mean, it is so such an interesting time to be a part of this community, and I'm so proud of it. And anything that we can do creatively, you know, hardworking-wise to show that from this community how proud we are and there, there's more to us than meets the eye. That's what this is about. And so I, I'm really excited and thankful to be a part of the project. And even more so that my kid, I mean, you know, how many kids at 10 or 11 years old get their own internet movie database page? You know, he's, he's on IMDb, you know. and um, Famous. <laughs> he feels famous. Yeah. 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 Um, which you get out a lot more to that IMDb, huh? Yeah, yeah. He. This is just the beginning for him. He. But I, I'm trying to get him, you know, encourage him to do like local theater right now. A friend of mine from journalism school is doing Heart in the Park. That they're doing a production of Into the Woods, and I begged and begged him when they were calling for auditions. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. And he was like, Uh, no. I just want to do another movie. Like being in front of all those people at the moment. I'm like, how many people do you think that we hope are going to see this movie? But it didn't bother him at the time. It's a little different, right? It is. You don't have the live people. And... But also, you don't have to worry about the rest of them messing up. Right. But if you mess yeah. up, they can edit it out yes. and that sort of thing. I get that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Until they get tired of doing it. <laughs> Something that I've noticed, too, that was, I mean, it was really great for Aiden. Um, a, a lot of it is waiting and patience. You know, just as a parent, you want your, your kid to learn that. And two, um, he, following instructions, you know, um, being able to be quiet when you need to be quiet and all that, you know, there, there was a lot. And then learning the lines. I mean, he had a lot of lines to learn, um, uh, which originally was not the case in the original script. So I think that as it went, you know, that there was an updated screenplay. I mean, same things like that happen, you know. Um, and I'm not giving away like the family recipe or anything. It's just with any project, you have to be nimble, you have to be flexible, you know, to things that come up. But the last thing I wanted to mention is that we are having a 5K in Ashland next weekend. Um, we need sponsors, we need runners, and all of it's to raise funds. All the proceeds, all the proceeds are going to go towards the post-production and promotion of the film. So whenever you go enter into any film festival at any level, it costs money to do so. And that's what we want is we want eyeballs on our film, you know. So we're having this event next next Saturday morning, um, and there is, it's on tristateracer.com, which is a lot, uh, there's a lot of races on there. Anytime anybody wants to run a race, that's where <laughs> normally they go. But um, did you need something? Yeah, is, is there any way that other people like... If somebody in California would like to donate, so they just reach out yes. to somebody in one? Somebody? Yeah, we have a Patreon, um, which I rec highly recommend for um, any, especially new artists or, um, you know, any kind of creative endeavor. It's a great way. There are a lot of podcasts that use, that started out as some of my favorite ones, right. um, which I won't name drop, but <laughs> I'm a podcast. I love listening, and it's my goal to have one for myself, but it's like between, I have three kids. He's my oldest one. Between doing that and working, you know, remotely, it's hard. Like, I don't even have five minutes to myself, much less time to record a podcast. <laughs> one day, though. One day. Um, but, if you want to shout out one or two, we don't mind. Uh, oh, for the, like, my favorite podcast? Um, my very favorite, and it's something having to do, like, with uh, the same grain of, uh, like, addiction recovery and, um, uh, like, childhood trauma. It's called Something Was Wrong by Tiffany Reese. She won an Iris Award. And I, I am one of those people that subscribe, like pay the extra $5. So like 
every Thursday morning when it drops. Like, that's the one. Of course, I love This American Life, uh, NPR. Uh, that's the first one I ever listened to was This American Life. And then, um, but, of course, everybody listens to, like, Serial and, um, you know, S-Town was one of them. I really love a good murder mystery. Um, yeah. I have some questions for you. Sure, sure. We actually have a little we are going to do a movie premiere um, when and where is still to be determined you know we've thrown around some ideas you know like the Keith Albee you know we could yeah. um, you know just because a lot of us are from here and yeah. it's very sentimental you know it was it, excuse me, in the movie We Are Marshall, you know, it's the Keith Albee. So that was kind of our first go-to. We thought about maybe doing, whenever everything's finished, having, like, the cast and crew. Um, we all love going to the Greenbrier. It's like the, you know, yes. um, and it's so funny, the first few times that I went, it was for work, and I ended up, like, with blisters on my feet the whole time. I mean, I was at a conference working, doing my PR thing. Um, gr great opportunity as an intern in my young um, PR days. But we would love to, like, take a weekend and have our staff and our cast and crew go up there and show the film for us for the first time there mm -hmm. at the Greenberg. But we are, there There will be, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a movie premiere. Um, okay. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. We, we need an executive producer. That's what, I mean, we still don't have. This movie has been, um, you know, one of a labor of love where, I mean, especially the director has, has I mean, and so many of us, but especially Josh Taylor, has poured in his money, his time, you know, time away from his family to um, get this this movie finished. And now the editing process, it's like, kind of like he's a one-man band. And so, you know, this next process, it does. And that's why, I mean, we are still accepting angel investors. So after we do get the executive um, producer uh, part filled, we, we still will be able to take on any investments and... Um, there will be, you know, possibly an, a return on investment. You know, we never know. If you, once you watch the, the trailer, and even we have an opening sequence that we're showing um, to possible potential investors. Once you see that, like, I was in tears. I had chills. It was so good. And it's it's a project that I am so thankful to have my kid involved in and that I'm blessed to be part of as well. So. Any last things that you want anybody to know about that we do you want to say anything else? No, Are we good? Well, um, something that we um, could mention is the website. It's TrickostaEntertainment.com. There's links to um, our Patreon, Instagram, and um, there's also information about the 5K on there. That's We wanted to have a local event, um, something, and we're calling it Let, um, Let's Run for Our Lives in the name of Me and You, which is the name of the movie. Um, you know, switching from wrapping up the film into post-production, we wanted to do something in the community itself. And so, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. So if you're a runner, sign up. If, if you have some extra money, you can, I mean, on our Patreon, you can donate, I mean, as low from $5 to whatever amount, you know. And anything that goes to this, you know, you get a receipt and it's tax deductible. It all goes to local filmmakers from West Virginia we're all from here and we're we're very proud and it's one of those things that we just feel like 
being it's the story and I know in our I can give you our press release but that that's what we talk about a lot in, even in the press release it's, it's the story that 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 grabbed us and kept us so yeah